Welcome to Agile in Toronto at night, a badass Agile show. This is where you can join me for the conversations, the ideas, people that shape the Toronto Agile scene. This week, I'm pleased to sit down with Shahin Shade, owner of Elevate Change and the organizer of the Lean Agile Network and the Virtual Agile Community. So grab a seat, won't you? Our table just opened up. Time to settle in, unwind from the day, grab a drink, have some great chats with great people. So here he is, the man himself, Shahin Shade. Shahin, how are you? Good. How are you, Chris? I'm great. Long it's, time. It's been a very long time, and it's great to see you. Yeah, same here, same here. What are you drinking tonight? What do you like to drink? Um, I'm drinking coffee, um, a decaf one. Decaf, um, good man, good man. Yeah. Well, let's say cheers. Let's say cheers yeah. anyway, shall we? Yeah, cheers. Enjoy your coffee. Yeah. Now, let me know what you've been up to these past couple of weeks and months since we last met. Yeah, I guess um, we didn't meet after the Agile and Beyond, um, which is almost a year ago. Um, But in last couple of months, um, I guess everyone is dealing with the new norm of working from home, working remotely, getting to understand what everyone's role would be in this new norm. And I was doing the same thing on my side. I'm uh, consulting large organizations in their agile transformation. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean in this um, days? Yeah, what does that Um, mean? I'm interested to hear what that's looking like for you right now. Right. So um, it was we were disrupted very bigly, right, very hugely, mm-hmm. and we had to um, respond to change or following a plan. And at that point in time, uh, we didn't even know how to respond to change. Mm-hmm. So we were just reacting to whatever were coming our ways, and we were trying to um, learn as much as we can, so that if there is anything that we can, um, we, we learn that we can apply later on. Um, we, we do that and if there's something that we learned that it was a mistake we don't do that so basically what I was um, mainly helping with and I was um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, looking into the data so these days I was looking to the data of the performances the throughput of the teams and the port at the portfolio level and then figure out what are the things that we can uh, leverage on and what are the things that we can um, we need to address because there might be some situation that you can see um, a very good outcome is coming out of a team but when you talk to them everyone is miserable because ah. they are doing these things because um, they are they they didn't even have an option not to work from home right they had to work mm-hmm. from home so because of that uh, the dynamics of the teams changed right um, everyone at home like looking at a, a monitor um, or if you are lucky you get to see each other on zoom calls or on other platforms right um, but those chit chats that you go to a desk and say hey how are you doing for like five minutes like how was your weekend like these are missing and those connections are not there anymore so um, you, we see some good results some challenging results and how we are navigating through these things if we are transforming a large organization i'm not sure if i confuse you and your audience more than 
uh, what I talked about. But no, nope, um, not yet, not yet. I want to. I want to know. I want to know what the data told you. What did the data say? Um, so some of the data was good, and some of the data was really good. And then we looked into that, and then we said oh, we need to do something about it. So the data that we looked at, it's it, I mean, actually um, weeks. Um, immediate weeks following working from home. It showed a spike in delivery. And um, then we looked at the data and it was um, around 50% more throughput for a team. And it was amazing. Like imagine 50% mm -hmm. more throughput for a team. Mm -hmm. um, like and in my, my wildest dream, I like, couldn't imagine how much I could improve a process or flow of the team to get 50% more. Right. Um, and I, I, I'm not one of those coaches that are not hands-on and don't um, sit with the team and talk to them. So I knew what's, uh, what could have contributed to that. Um, and then uh, we, the best thing to do, I always say, like to go and talk to the team. So we talked to the team and in a very safe environment. And unanimously, the team, they were saying that we sacrificed our um, lives because we know that we are in hardship time and we wanted our clients and customers to be able to do what they do. Mm -hmm. um, so the story was that they, some of them even working for straight days, right? Um, to make sure that the shortcomings that the, this organization has from working from home does not affect their client. And it took a toll on the team, but they were able to deliver what was needed in a short time. But they were um, um, unanimously saying that this is not a sustainable pace. Right. And the price that's is, what the price, the price is too high. Yeah, the price is too high. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it, it, I, I'm glad that we did that. And then um, it's a good leadership team and we, we took some actions about it. And um, now it's in a much better position than we were before. So are you still plus? Are you still overproductive or more productive than you were before? No, we, we, we get to the um, normal productive before this hike, mm -hmm. uh, but it's more than before. So, but it's not 50% more. It's a little bit more. You had me um, go, you had me going there for a bit. I thought you discovered right. like a cure for cavities. That's the best no, news ever. No, I was like, yeah, the first but, um, time that I saw the numbers, I was like, ah, these people working from home, that's the secret sauce. Like you should just ask people to work from home, they deliver 50% more. And then I asked myself, do you really think that's the, that's the reason? Um, <laughs> and then I always like go to the team and then we did that, so. Right. Well, let me ask you, what are some of the other things that you've been up to where it was, since we last met, we were at, um, we were about to go to Agile and Beyond again for 2020. And of course everything changed, so we're not gonna see right. you there. What were you gonna speak about this year? Um, so this year, two topics I'm going to speak about. Uh, one is with one of my friends. Uh, we are talking about deep systems coaching and the other one is about powerful questions and how to use that in your daily interactions. So I think I know what powerful questions is all about, but why don't you tell me anyway? Yeah, so powerful question is, um, is a question that being asked from you that opens up your mind to the other possibilities that you can think of. It's not a yes or no question. It's a question that you say to yourself, oh, that was a good question. Now it makes me think. And you you might, sometimes you need to pause before answering that question. 
Um, so we go in detail about um, what the structure of the question is, what the scope of the question is, and how to use that. And um, you know that, but um, when I do this session, I always say that not all the questions should be powerful, right? It has a place to use, right? Mm -hmm. And the one um, tool that comes very handy with the so I call it powerful questions, but I talk about this um, skill set that calls active listening as well, because you can't have and ask powerful questions if you not listen to the person that is talking to you. I think a lot um, of people forget that. Yes. Because we're, yeah. so, we're, we're, we're so in our minds thinking about what smart thing are we going to say next? Right, exactly. So exactly. Lay, lay one of these powerful questions on me. What else? That's my favorite one. Oh, that's a great one. So right. would you use that when you ask someone maybe, you know, tell me about a time where you had a challenge with a teammate and you were able to solve it? or something like that. And then right. they, they tell you, they give you uh, a, a solution or an answer. Right. They say, fantastic, give me another one or what else? Right, so typically I use it in um, two parts of the conversation. So the, when we are starting a coaching conversation with someone, I I ask what else when I, when I believe or when I want to explore if there's anything else that they really want to talk about. And the thing that they're bringing to the, to the surface is not the real issue. So I try to ask that question to explore and identify the real challenge that they have. Um, another um, part of the conversation that I use what else a lot is when they come to a kind of a solution or a kind of realization that they are going to do this thing. Um, I use what else in terms of what else can you think of? Or I, I rephrase that and I say, if you are saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? Um, just to open up their mind that they are picking up a solution mm. and then they are um, going to um, eliminate some of the solution that might have some, um, some other benefits for them. So those are the two main parts um, of the conversation that I use what else. And you can use it as simply, if you ask somebody who's clearly upset, you can say, you know, what's happening with you right now or what's up? And they'll tell you and you say, okay, what else? And yeah, it's usually yeah. after you've asked a couple more times, once they feel like they've drained right. the tank, then they, they look at you and they say, you know what, I'm really glad we talked. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. No. I think you're talking from experience. I am, a little bit. I think here's what we should do though. You and I, because we're both right. in Toronto, we should take this one step further and make what else the first question. Boom. Oh, because everyone will be confused and they'll be right. like, those two guys are messed up. <laughs> so you just walk in a room, you say, hey everybody, what's going on? What else? And then leave. What else? Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about the other thing, the systems coaching. That's totally new to me. Right, um, so um, me and um, Ali, both of us are finding ourselves that we are using um, systems thinking and the tool that we are using is value stream mapping to realize what part of the system we can um, make the flow more efficient and more um, smooth. Um, and we found out that not only the value stream mapping is the tool that you can use, but we build on top of that and uh, the other tools that we are using to get to change people, the process and their behavior. So for example, um, <clears throat> we are using a 5Y. So for example, when we see something that is taking too long, the first thing that we are going to do is ask 5Ys um, from the 
a subject matter expert on that part of the process. So those are the um, techniques. So this is a fancy name for saying that don't just use value stream mapping, but use value stream mapping with these other techniques that can help you relate to people and coach them and, and deeply help them understand the value, value stream map at their level so that they can improve that. You know, you have a lot of these very specialized skills, and I'm thinking you came from your last place before Toronto was BC, right? Weren't you out west? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you started your career, I think, in the Scrum world, maybe out there, or were you just a developer in BC? So, like my first job in BC was a developer. I was working at SAP, mm-hmm. and at SAP they had a lean. Um, lean uh, way of working so i was exposed to um, iterations and at that time there was no talk of kanban that much but it was basically a flow of work that we were going through Um, and i was exposed as developer a lot when i was there but i wasn't until i moved to toronto that i more um official more unofficially become the um scrum person or a scrum master i feel like the scene here in toronto and that's what i want to get to the scene in toronto is just so massive so i'm wondering what your take is because you've lived elsewhere i've always been in toronto i'm curious what your take is on the toronto scene what's unique about it what is it about us our people our city that makes this agile community so great um, I think it was Aziz Ansari or another comedian that was having a, um, a stand-up show and he was talking about have you seen people that they are living in a very harsh conditions or very cold areas they are more receptive to jokes and they are more um, um, more um, open right and the people that are in a very warm areas they are very laid back like they're relaxed um, and I think that's what uh, contributes to the Toronto community because they see lots of challenging stuff here compared to BC because of um, not because of the weather but because of the landscape of the um, industries that we have here so you can see lots of more um, experienced people here that's what i found in the agile um, environment or agile space you bring up an excellent point that i hadn't thought of is that we kind of have to fight harder because if a really good innovation happens they're going to go to silicon valley and set up shop there yeah exactly i mean apple was always rooted down in california long before they had anything in toronto so we're always like the second or third in line Right. To, to get the high-tech head offices, the innovation centers, the really cool yeah. jams they have going in California, right. we don't have that here. So we have to push harder and fight harder. That's a really great point. Right. And you know what? Whomever that I knew as a friend or as a colleague that was very talented, Seattle was a two-hour drive. I knew two people that even were living in Vancouver and were right. working in Seattle. So they were commuting every day. Across um, the border. Across the border. It's so insane. It's, yeah. Wow. So what are some of the community things that you're involved in here? So um, I'm one community that I'm really proud of is called Lean Agile Network Community. It's um, 
four or four years old, I started this with um, an idea to get together um, in downtown Toronto at lunchtime. Mm. Um, and now we are almost around 2,000 people that part of this Lean Agile network. And it's still going on. Um, we, we are having Lean Coffee sessions um, every month and we are having a speaker every month as well. So every other, every other week, um, we have uh, something going on, and actually tomorrow there is one of one of them. Tomorrow, Shri um, is going to talk us about business agility. Nice. Um, this is something that we didn't have for quite a while, and we try to be as diverse as possible. Um, so we had from uh, Kanban people to um, talking about how to control your stress and anxiety at work, um, which was a great one to um, scrum and the agile principles leadership um, coaching um, like many talk ask me anything we had a session with um, Jason little that he came up and asked mm -hmm. me anything like anything that you want to ask from Jason like people great came idea. and asking yeah, yeah yeah so you must be very proud of that because everyone knows about that where do you where, um, did you where did you guys when you did it downtown before all this hit where did you um set it up where did you meet so we started um going to marche um right. for lunch because it was central and everyone had to have lunch and marche um opened like the opportunity for you get to the lunch that you want and you didn't you didn't need to coordinate unfortunately i heard and i actually i read that Marche has closed off the downtown. Yeah, I so. heard that, and it was it was the, the it's in BCE Place in Toronto, which is such a stellar building. It's right down by everything. Right? It's right in the core right. of the financial district, and it was to me that was such a landmark. Right. Like if you work downtown, you've been to Marche, and you've been going there for mm -hmm. twenty years. Right. And so it's a shame that it's gone. So what are you going to do? Are you now that you've done it virtually? You're going to leave it right. virtual? Um. No, I, I think when we think things come back to normal. So we were very fortunate that because um, people uh, saw value in this um, community, they offered to host it in their locations as well. So um, it was long, like it was, I guess, a year or two years that we didn't have anything at Marche, but we were at uh, McKenzie and we were at Viofora two of the um, good companies that hosted us. Um, and um, yeah, they were so amazing to provide lunch as well. And people were getting there, like we were able to have a um, quick, very quick networking kind of a session, listen to someone and then uh, go back to whatever you were doing. If you were a consultant, you might have your own schedule. If you were a full timer, you go back to your work or even if you are working from home, like you, we were we were trying to get people to dial in, but it didn't happen. So, I I think um, if things uh, become such a way that we can meet in person, I I I like to go back to in person because those small talks and the small connections that we are making, those are uh, what I guess we are we are uh, missing. And there was a there was a rationale behind calling it a network and not a group or a meetup. And that was it. Because sometimes you not really know that you're part of a network, but when you are uh, connected to that, then you figure out I'm using them. So then you become like a LAN um, connection that you have for your computer. It's connected to a network. When you, when you need some data, it's going to be transferred through that um, ethernet connection that you have. So 
um, definitely we go back uh, if um, not in a location we feel figure it out somehow like every time every challenge that we had we had such a great community that we get together and we were able to solve that adapt and overcome yeah one of the guys in my my program phil he uh he was an ex uh, u.s army and that's his favorite saying. He learned it, I think he said he learned it in high school, adapt and overcome. That's what we do as Agilists. Nice. But I'm interested. I'm free to use that. I'm, please do. And I'll tell Phil. Um, I'm interested, how do smart guys like you come up with this stuff? Like, I listened to you talk about, oh, you know, we were going to have a meetup, but we decided to make it more about networking and yeah. having events like Ask Me Anything. Like, that's really clever stuff. But how did that one come to you? I guess what i'm what i'm good at is that not um fearing the failure and um i was so lucky to get exposed to um good people in early days of my mm. career that they shaped uh, the way that i'm thinking so these two combinations end up oh i'm, I'm going to try this one and actually uh, the way that i tried this um community was that i was trying to build a community inside our organization at that time that i was uh, working mm -hmm. but it wasn't very well received at the launch time for Friday. So I was like, we are going to do it outside. So, um, and that was how um, it started, uh, kind of ignited that. It didn't stop me from building it inside the organization, but this ignited from that. And if you uh, look at my um, profile of um, website, I have so many websites that I just came some um, idea to my mind. I mm -hmm. built that one. I recently built uh, called virtualagilecommunity.com, mm -hmm. which is a um, aggregator of events that happening virtually because right, right now you can go to any um, event if this is Belgrade, if it's in um, China, if it's in um, Japan, right? Um, North America, any place you can go there. So mm -hmm. the idea was everyone like go there and uh, submit their um, community events and all the other people go there and pick what's best for them to choose. Um, and like, I don't know if it's going to pick up or not, but I, I'm not fearful of saying that I fail at that one, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then learn something from it and move on. Oh, I fail all the time. Yeah. I started a, a, like a little company last year. I, I was going to completely shift to an area of podcasting that I thought was just a no-brainer. And right. I, I did all the planning and I had a whole bunch of materials built and some assets. And then I realized when, when I tried to sell it to somebody or show it to somebody, they had that look in their face like, uh-huh, and then what? <laughs> You right, talk about right. a powerful question, and I just realized it's a bad idea, and I had to let it go. But I'm right. super comfortable with that, right. and I think that's that's unique to agile people because you just described it best when you said that you try to bring it to your company, and they're like, "Slow down, right. slow down," and it's only after you prove it in the field that they're like, "Okay, maybe we'll take one of those." Right. right. Let me ask you this: What do you think is then this is a tough one. This is this is a powerful question. This is like coming in mm -hmm. and saying, "What else is right out of the gate?" What do right. you think? We as Toronto agilists, as leaders in the on the world stage in agile, what do you think we should be doing to prepare for open quote what comes next close quote in agile? Yeah. So see, uh, you mentioned it's a powerful question. I had to wait and think about it. So please, please do, and, I, and I'm yeah. going to active listen the whole way. Right. Right. Um, so what I what I what I can say what I say generally for the Toronto community and I guess that can be applied to the 
Canadian community is that we need to be more um, active in um, exposing and market what we are doing and what great things we are doing. I think our culture is that uh, compared to other culture, we are very nice people and we, mm-hmm. because of that, we might be very shy, not compared to other parts of the world that they are talking a lot. And uh, uh, I need, um, I don't remember the name of um, the person, uh, but um, world needs more Canada. That's what basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, um, and in, in these terms, we are so, um, geographically um, distance from each other, right? That we already were um, having those kind of challenges um, in our um, country. Yeah. So if if we have something to offer, this is the time and I encourage everyone to step up and don't be shy. Like if your idea doesn't catch on, it doesn't matter. Like you move on to the next one, right? But if it's catch up, catch on, that would be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, t- I know there are lots of good, great people in our community and there are lots of great um, things that are happening. We need to be more uh, supportive of each other and uh, be able to um, help each other spread the news um, mm-hmm. around what's going on and what's happening and what awesomeness can we bring to the world after this pandemic. So the word I heard you say there really was leap. You have something. Yeah. To, you have something to offer. You have something to do. Let's get it done. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. How can we help you out? So I like I like you guys listening um, to to think about um, the small a agile. Um, I don't want you to um, be sold on on the big a agile and the marketing scheme. Not the scheme. Marketing of it to get certification here, there, um, to get certification on scaling, to get certification on um, um, different methodologies, whatever. Right? I want you to um, go back to the basics and realize that this agile manifesto or um, correctly saying manifesto for agile software development was written in 2001 and we in the next year would be 20 years that has been passed um of this right. Um, manifesto right so things have changed so i've learned the basics understand what uh, this is coming from uh, still the uh, um, principles and um, the values applies um, but don't Every time that you are doing something, you are thinking about something, go back to the uh, principles and values and ask yourself, are they aligned with that? Mm-hmm. They might not be, but most of the cases, um, they, they you can find ways to make it aligned and you, you would be the small A agile person in the organization and not the big one, um, big A agile that sells um, tools and sells right. um, um, frameworks and sales um, certifications. I'm not saying that those are not valuable, but I'm just saying that we need more of these people um, to be able to uh, elevate the agile to the next level um, and agility to the next level. Right. So I'm smiling as you're saying that just because we're talking about fundamentals. We're talking about right. keeping it simple, strip things back to their their right. core essence, their essentials, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. you're originally from Iran. Yeah, true. So if if you were going to teach me a recipe or, or a signature dish that you or your family make, what are the key ingredients in Iranian food? 
so the key ingredients in Iranian food is um, typically a stew and a rice and typically in a stew you would find uh, some sort of a chicken or a meat mm-hmm. um, so it's typically like that um, if you don't find a stew there is um, a very famous recipe or very famous dish called um, cello kebab mm-hmm. which means rice and minced um, meat mm-hmm. so um, so that's something that um, if you haven't had that uh, cello kebab I offer you I suggest you um, nowadays you can't go to places use one of these delivery services or go and do a pickup and and try that one and if someone wants some suggestions or if you're in Toronto just yeah. shoot me an email and I can tell you where to go yeah and so there are places in Toronto that do it well who's your which is your favorite so there is one um, that is my favorite for uh, cello kebab is called uh, Shatter Abbas it's um, there are there are three different locations in Toronto. So there is there is one of them in um, North. Uh, there are two of them in North York. One in Richmond Hill. One is um, close to Young and Shepherd, and one in downtown. In um, uh, I don't exactly know the name of the place, but it's close to the um, to the Ontario Lake. Right. Right. Yeah. If if your agile friends from BC or from anywhere in the world were to come and visit you for one, let's say they came to one of your your networking events and they came right. from from out of town and they'd never been here before, where are the three things you would take them to do in Toronto? It depends on the on the person that is coming, because most of the people that. Um, I know in Vancouver, um, maybe it's talk to the Vancouver um, population or um, demographics would be that they are very outdoorsy people. So I would imagine that some of them wants to do hikes and all that. So, but if it's a typical person that is a typical tourist that coming to Toronto, no, no, I'm not a typical tourist. You ask about the BC. So I, I show them TTC um, and how crazy it might get. Again, if we get back to that uh, normal scenes of um, going to TTC in the jam-packed versions in the morning. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I show them uh, definitely the, um, the path because uh, that's mm. something that um, there is nothing s- such in... Um, Vancouver right. and what else I would show and I would um, maybe we do a walk on um, King Street and Queen Street for a kind of like a night walk yeah to do um, kind of a scene like a, like uh, there are very good um, restaurant and good places there. oh the best the yeah. best yeah I would give him a badass agile t-shirt too while you're at it yeah yeah what's what's coming up next for you so what else is going on is I'm trying to focus my energy on what I um, like basically kind of talk to you when you ask me what do you tell other people. Um, I am I find myself that I'm doing lots of things on different areas and different um, paths. I'm doing a, a VIP on myself, put a vi- um, limit on my VIP limit and um, <laughs> I'm trying to focus on my um, goal that I had about these are the transformation is not about becoming a scrum or becoming agile it's becoming 
um, better at what we do. And that was kind of the idea behind my company's name, Elevate Change. Mm -hmm. So I want to elevate whatever change it is that you are in, you might know or you don't know. Um, So that's what I'm trying to focus all my energy, like everything that I do. And um, I started a program called Elevate to Coach program. It was successful. Um, Again, it was a... um, test that I did, experiment that I did, I got uh, good clients and they were very successful about it and I want to see if I can expand that and scale that one up and that's one of the reasons that I am um, eliminating all of the extra things that I'm doing around. So you're laser focusing, so Elevate elevate Coaching did you call it? So Elevate to Coach. Elevate to Coach and then the Lean Agile Network. And right. what's the what are the websites? Where do you want people to find you? Oh, um, so uh, people can find me um, on. I have a personal blog as well, a blog.shadei.com. Um, my email address would be shahinatshadei.com. And my I started my um, company's website two years ago, but I recently I'm updating that. It's called elevatechange.co. Right so if you go there, don't be disappointed. Give me some feedback. I, I appreciate that. Excellent. We will. We will. I like your. I like. You ever do a retrospective on yourself? Um, or or get someone in your family to do one? Um, I t- like. I I feel like I constantly get getting retrospective from your family. And it's, <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yeah. Let me tell you, yeah. it's terrifying. It's terrifying yeah. for both right. you and the person who's trying to give you the feedback. It's terrifying. Yeah. True. But yeah. listen, my friend, we have to do something soon. Let's get together yeah. and do, as soon as this thing lifts, let's find something to work on together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's I very time. much. I enjoy your style very much, and I would love to. Um, I'd love to have a chance to sit down again with you soon. Thank you for coming on and sharing coffee with me and all my friends. I appreciate it. Yeah, same here. Thanks Great to for see you, Sean. Me. You bet. Yeah, Talk to you soon. You. Bye. So what did you think? He's the man, isn't he? You can find him at worldwideweb.elevatechange.co, but you can also connect through the Lean Agile Network website, Virtual Agile Community website, or LinkedIn and Twitter. Everything you need is in the show notes. Reach out, connect, converse. As for me, you know where to find me, worldwideweb.badassagile.com. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for being part of the community. I'll catch up with you next time.